morning, everyone. It's Judith Echo. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we're cruising towards the end of June. I'm not sure why people are so into fireworks, but uh, apparently end of June means uh, let's shoot off fireworks. And I low-key hate that. But that's life, right? <laughs> you know, something. And so like when you live in a in the community, you know, like in an area where is it gunshots or fireworks, uh, I would prefer to not have to listen to fireworks because it makes you a little, a little nervous. But, you know, we're about to upgrade and, and move. So, you know, this won't be something I'll be thinking about soon. But man, uh, you know, it's been it's been quite the journey. And, uh, you know, I hope that everybody's doing well and I hope that everybody is uh, pushing and moving towards their goals and and trying to make things happen for themselves. I know we've had a crazy year. Um, This has just been bananas, but I am so thankful. I'm thankful that you guys listen. I'm thankful for uh, my largest international listenership is in France. So thank you, France. Um, uh, I just, well, and then there's another one that's shocking. I think it's Italy. Uh, but France is the second largest uh, listenership behind the United States. So thank you so much for that. Um, and I'm thankful for coronavirus because coronavirus has shown us what a lapse in leadership looks like. You know, when someone is not good at their job, the last thing you really want is a crisis because then you can see for real, oh, this person is just a bunch of slogans. This person is just a bunch of, I'll say whatever you want me to say. They're not really good at leadership. And when you take on a role like president, you have to be concerned about people other than yourself. And um, it's just so painfully obvious this man does not want to serve. And I think it shakes out for a lot of politicians, but especially him. He is not into service at all. And I hope that this inspires the younger generation, these new voters, to be better at sussing out who's just in it for the money or the glory or the power and who's really ready to serve. And they, you know, Gen Z is all over it. So they they will be much better at doing that than the past generations, mine included. Because, you know, I think my age group is the first age group to fall for glitzy ad campaigns for everything. You know, from Coke to, uh, you know, was it Pepsi? Like, let's get Cindy Crawford to sell Pepsi. And people are like, okay, I can look like her. Or I can get a girl like her and because I drink Pepsi. Like, that's stupid. But, <laughs> you know, people were paid a lot of money to hack our psyches. And it worked. But I think this generation is, is kind of weary in what they've seen. You know, sometimes they seem to fall for weird shit. Like the girl that's just a... There's a girl with an Instagram account who's not a real human being. She's just sort of like... A, not an emoji, but... She's not a real person. She's like a computer-generated person, and she has millions of fans. Uh, That's a weird thing that they seem to fall for, but they don't fall for a lot of nonsense. And I love how they just say, your tradition is stupid, and it needs to end. (laughs) And then they 
you know, do something like that's, uh, you know, respect. I, I have several relatives in that age group. And uh, one of them is my cousin Jackson. I'm trying to get an interview with him. Both of us have super busy schedules. Last week was way busier than I anticipated. So I, I'm supposed to chat with him today. So we'll see if I can get that on this week. Um, he's 18 and very smart, very opinionated and uh, an interesting guy. Interesting guy. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Donald Trump was cruising towards reelection. I mean, I couldn't see anything that was going to stop him because the economy was so strong and that was his thing. And, uh, you know, nobody, especially Republicans, nobody wanted to seem to come out and validate some of the things that you suspected or some of the things you thought weren't quite right. You know, nobody would say anything. Of course, now Bolton writes a book. So he's not really an American hero. But I don't doubt the quality of what he's saying. I mean, he could have testified against the guy and he chose not to. Um, But, you know, for the low, low (laughs) uh, cost of an advance, he will share it all. Um, So, I mean, he's not really a, a hero, but I don't discount what he wrote in that book. I'm pretty sure he knows what he saw. And I'm pretty sure this is what I don't appreciate. When I was younger, I fully believed that Republicans, while I didn't agree with what they were saying most of the time, I believed that they had a distinct point of view that they would would fight against. And somehow their whole party has been corrupted by greed and just a complete lack of honor. Like some of these people are getting up here saying things that they know are absolutely not true. And they're just all in because they are Republicans. And I just think that is terrifying. I never thought in a for in my lifetime that I would be following Bill Kristol on um, Twitter and enjoying his posts, because when I was in college, uh, I was a, a Democrat. You know, I'm a moderate now, but I was and I'm a moderate I don't know. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. But I followed the Democratic Party more. And, you know, there were conservative people that like George Will and Juan Williams. And there were just people I was like, ugh. And, you know, I wasn't a Reagan fan. Then the neocons came around in the 90s. And it was just like, this is they'll do and say anything for money. But I felt like there was a core value system there. Um But yeah, I mean, you know, things are bad when I'm thinking George W. Bush was a higher bar. I thought he was the lowest bar we could get to, you know, and it felt like redemption when when Barack was elected to me because he was intellectual. He was charming. He was dashing. You know, he he played whatever that part was that looked presidential. He sounded presidential. And he was smart and he surrounded himself by other smart people. You know, I just I thought George W. Bush was basically Dick Cheney's puppet. Um, And I thought that that was bad. But now I'm looking at him like, well, at least he had some moral fiber, you know, and uh, I would be curious to hear about them drinking years because he never did want to talk about that. But I, I felt like he believed what he was saying. 
And I, th- I felt that he genuinely wanted to be a good president. I don't feel any of that from this guy. He doesn't want to be good. at it. He just wanted the money and the title and the power. Because he's a megalomaniac and that's what they want. Bill Maher thinks he won't leave when he loses. I think he's going to leave because there's just no way he wants to stick around and have the fight that will be on his hands. And it, it has been proven that people are ready to take it to the streets. And I think the racial stuff is, uh, you know, kind of simmering on top. But there's some other stuff that's just been outrageous that people just won't tolerate anymore. I think the people who who blindly voted R because he was the candidate or didn't vote at all have seen too much. They've just seen too much. Now, these fringe people and these crazy people that that you know, we'll just care for him no matter what. You can't do anything about that. You know, you're you're just not. They're they're fanatical people behind everything. There's always that fringe group that's like, oh, okay. So he could just blow up the whole country and you're good. Okay. Um but in to see someone who has ordained and invoked this kind of chaos and you're good with it. There's something that I'm not quite trusting in you. So he's not going to make it. He's done. He's toast. And what's going to happen is the economy is going to survive. And people are going to go, oh, so the economy, it doesn't matter what's going on because the economy is always going to be good. (laughs) We can keep it good. So who cares? (laughs) We don't need to keep him around. So that's, I think, basically what's going to happen there. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting going to be really really interesting i don't think he's going to win though all right people um you know if you got something going on in your life that you're passionate about stay passionate about it keep working keep pushing towards your goals uh this can still be your year we're about to head into july um you know things are i mean personally things are going well for me so you know i don't want to i'm not humble bragging at all i'm grateful deeply 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 grateful um i've worked very hard to get where i am and i hope that you guys are passionate about where you are and and working to get towards your goals as well um because we can come out with a win and we need to get rid of donald trump we need to heal some of these wounds in america and we need to just start from scratch and build something that that works for all of us certainly better than it does now because, I mean, I've never said the system was fair, but it, it, it's a system. And I believe in democracy. And I believe that, uh, you know, if we go about it right, we can create a society that produces fewer criminals to begin with. That would be great. And produces fewer, uh, you know, crazy people who think they can get on on a platform and and manipulate other people because they have some sort of phony baloney version of the answer. You know, I don't know why anybody thought Donald Trump would have good answers. I just, I mean, it's just crazy. Go watch some of these uh, Netflix documentaries on him. The one I'm thinking of is called the con man from uh, the Netflix um, dirty money series. And then watch the one on his son-in-law. I mean, these are some morally bankrupt people. 
that has got to be dealt with. We need to get rid of people. You know, and I'm not so much married to the race of a person. I don't really care about that. Are you qualified to do the job? You know, this whole, we got to stick together. Yeah, that's all great. But uh, when you see up close, sometimes that a person is just, you know, I've had my, most of my bullies in my life have been black. That's what cracks me up about. If you're a black person, most of the people who've ever done anything to you that would you, you would consider harm is it was probably done directly to you by another black person. So this whole notion that you could just, you know, only deal with black people. And I didn't vote for Barack just because he was black. I voted for him because I thought he was a better candidate. And I don't know. I guess I'm naive because I think a lot of people voted for him because he was black. But I'm just voting for the smart dude. The real smart dude, not the people who just pretend they're smart. I'm not into that. I'm not into phonies. I don't I think that I think that's really my issue. I don't like people who lie. I don't like phonies. I don't like people who think they're better than you and flaunt their intellect over you. Anything like that is a turnoff. I like people who work hard, who are honest, who are smart. You know, life is challenging enough to be worrying about if somebody is telling you the truth or not. Ugh. Plus, you know somebody like Donald Trump, you can look and see he was lying. That's what I don't understand. It's like, I had a billion, really? Because the numbers here say significantly less. Like, when people lie about things that are easily proven, (laughs) I don't don't get it. Oh, another side note. So I went out over the weekend, one of my friends, longtime friends from high school. So I'll let you know, we've been friends a long time. She wanted to go out to dinner for her birthday. I promise you, I have never prayed so hard over a meal. I mean, I was praying hard. I was like, dear God, Jesus, please don't let this food make me sick. (laughs) Please let it be cooked to the proper temperature. Bless the hands that prepared it. it, God, make sure that kitchen staff is clean, that people are washing their hands. I mean, I was all over it. In like 20 seconds, I covered a lot of bases. I'm not sure I'm ready to eat out. <laughs> I was just so like, oh my God. I mean, it really, I had some low-key anxiety. I had a good time. Uh, we are friends, so we chopped it up. We had a good conversation. But man, when that food got there, I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> and then I came home and uh, drank one of my vitamin drinks. <laughs> I was like, "Woo, Jesus, please. Because, you know, my stomach. I was like, is my stomach acting up? Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm serious, man. I don't, I do not want this virus. And I have been sick before, not from a virus. And this whole glib attitude towards people are recovering. Yeah. But if you've never truly been sick, like knocked off your ass sick, and the medical staff is looking worried, I have been that person and it is hard to recover. You know, people, people are recovering and Democrats don't want to admit that. Listen, you don't want to get sick. I'm telling you that from personal experience. I didn't have coronavirus, but I had a lot of things wrong with me, including, you know, congestive heart failure. I couldn't breathe. Your body is, you know, your heart isn't clearing the fluid. So your lungs get backed up with fluid. And I, hey, 
then that causes issues with your kidneys. I was that person. I am recovered. I feel great. And, you know, my health, my doctor still can't believe I'm fully recovered. But I'm going to tell you what, you don't want that. If you don't have to get that, don't risk it. It's silly. Yes, people are recovering, but more than 100,000 people didn't recover. And you don't know what your underlying symptoms are. That's why they're underlying. If you've never been diagnosed with high blood pressure, you don't know if you've got it. And you don't know how your body is going to react to this particular virus. And to be honest with you, I don't think they know enough about it. So stop listening to people who might put you at risk, Joe Rogan. I truly think he was joking, but I believe that he doesn't wear a mask. And I believe he doesn't think they're effective. And a lot of people listen to him. But we got bigger fish to fry if people are taking their health and life advice from Joe Rogan. I like Joe Rogan. He's made me laugh. He was really funny on Fear Factor. Um, I, I respect his style. But if that's who you listen to for your health advice, we got bigger problems. For real. That's real talk. The way you want to be in the world that makes you rich as fuck.
Assim, eu ganhei as mapas, cara. 